Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Bears. This is our Bears-Packers Week 2 preview. Thank you so much for checking us out on YouTube. Comment and question below. And thank you for listening on SiriusXM. Tell all your friends. we got a fantastic episode coming up for you in about 20 seconds. First, got to talk about our sponsor, BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events. With first market odds and lines, it is BetOnline.ag. You have every single league, Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, you name it, golf, eSports. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and even futures. So what are you waiting for? Jump, jump on your mobile device and sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus only when you use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive a 50% welcome bonus only at BetOnline, where the game starts. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming into the pod. It's Packer Week. God, I hate this team, and it's mm-hmm. early in the season, as usual, as it's been the past couple of years. So let's bring in my co-host to break it all down, a certain gentleman who got a lot of things right last week, and let's see if he can hone in that skill. These former Bears defensive end, Northwestern Wildcat, <laughs> and some people on Twitter are calling him Wootstradamus. It's Corey Wooten. What's up, Corey? Oh, what's going on, man? I, I can't tell you the amount of uh, hateful messages, DMs, and all that. I kind of showed you one of them, man. You did? I tell you, man, these... These uh, these 49ers fans, man, I, I, I tell you what, man, you, you have one loss, and, man, they take it personally. Oh, my gosh. Like, I was the one that played the game that lost to the game. <laughs> take the L, bro. That's it. That's <laughs> hey, Forty Winers fans, I thought you, like, you guys had rain. You guys had rain up there. You've oh, seen rain gosh. in a game before. The excuse is my word. But we're moving on. We're on to Green Bay, to quote Bill Belichick, Corey, and we're here to break down with all your best keys to hopefully bring the Bears a victory in week two. You know, Corey, this is a tried and true uh, rivalry, if one would say. Just a quick little history. Obviously, I hate the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Since I was a little kid, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers have combined to go 45-15 and against the Chicago Bears since 1991. So we're going to break it open here right now. Corey, let's start on the defensive side of the ball. Your forte, uh, you know, just drop one of your Corey's keys. What's a Corey's key on the defensive side of the ball for a Week 2 victory? Uh, It's got to be stop the run. Uh, Last week against the 49ers, we really struggled in that first half stopping the run. You know, in the second half, we got things uh, figured out. Uh, Mitchell for the 49ers got hurt in the the beginning of the second half, so that was a damper in the run game. But we really have to stop the the run game. You know, that's their probably best position besides Aaron Rodgers right now. You know, they have Dylan and Jones. Uh, I think they combined for for over five yards of pop uh, last week against the Vikings. That's the one area that they did well last week. So we we must stop the run. Come down to gap discipline, and hey, the the situation with the rain. Um, hey, it's going to rain this week. Probably not as bad as uh, last week, but we really have to be gap discipline. Everybody has to have their their gap assignment, their discipline, and uh, we we got to be able to stop the run. Have to. Yeah, as we're recording this Thursday night, I think they're calling for rain in Green Bay earlier in the day, so it might be a wet field. We'll see what happens as the game transpires. We all know that weather changes. Corey, I want to throw it back to you on just this real quick. You know, what concerns you more right now? You know, or maybe like for Green Bay's side too as well, they might be out of their two starting tackles. You know, is that advantage Bears, or do we have to take care of business? Because I felt – I agree with you. I feel like we had trouble – like – 
We have trouble containing Elijah Mitchell in that week one. I felt like there wasn't a lot of first contact at the line of scrimmage. They kind of got some free run before we hit them. So, you know, the rubber meets the road there right now. Who has the edge in that right now? Our defensive line or the Green Bay running backs? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say uh, Green Bay, you know, because they're the, they're the ones that did it consistently throughout that first game. I know it wasn't pretty for them. Um, but defensively, like, it comes down to gap discipline. That's, that's really what it was. Um, you know, they came out and they, they, were, they were, you know, focused on running the football and we we're out of gaps at times. Um, you know, anytime Elijah Mitchell had the ball in the first half, it seemed like he was being, you know, his first contact was at nine, 10 yards. Yeah. And that'll gas you all day. Um, so you can't do that. So I think it's about getting all blocks up front. You know, I thought they got stuck on blockers in that first half. And, and that's a big thing, getting that separation, being able to shed, um, be able to play two gaps at times when you need to. Um, I just feel like the Diners started out very good with their plan, right? We're going to try to run the ball down their throats, right? And they succeeded at it. Bears weren't getting separation. But what I do love is in the second half, they really had those adjustments. Okay, we need to be more gap disciplined. We saw some some of those linebackers scraping, you know, on on some of the on some of those uh, you know toss plays, the sweeps that they had with Debo. Uh, they were able to get those things figured out because in the first half they did not have an answer for that. So yeah, get get with the gap discipline. That's that's the biggest thing. So Eberflus from you know against Green Bay, we have to play one of our best defensive performance of the season, you know, and ever say, well, they don't have, uh, you know, they, they don't have the receivers. They don't have this, that, and the other. Anytime they have number 12 under center, watch out, like, because he can get hot in a hurry. And he's one of those quarterbacks that it doesn't matter what happened in the first quarter, the second quarter, even the third quarter and some of the fourth, he will come back and hurt you. He has that confidence up there. And I think that's what separates him. He believes in himself. He's like, I don't need this receiver. I don't need that receiver. I can do this. I can carry this team. And that's what separates them. So, you know, really, really put your foot on the gas defensively, right, against Aaron Rodgers from the beginning of the game. You have to start fast. You cannot start slow and expect to come back like we did last week against Trey Lance and uh, and company. Yeah, and this kind of ties in a little bit to my defense defensive key of the game. And, Corey, I'd love to have you weigh in on this one. Mm -hmm. And, look, it's week two. We don't have a lot of stats to work off of. We just know it's Aaron Rodgers underneath center. So I'm going to a tried and true one. Third down, because I think on your first key, running the ball is going to be something that Green Bay is going to really try and do and control the game at the line of scrimmage like that. So down in distance, third down, Aaron Rodgers. You know, how do we go about this with this young defensive secondary you know the speed at linebacker because i do like our speed you know you see aaron Rodgers a lot with these quick passes these little hits to the these little hitches to the flats these quick little slants and stuff i do think we have the speed to cover that up and tackle but what do we do in those situations there is it down in distance literally or is there anything in those short yardage third down scenarios where we can stop aaron Rodgers in this game you know, I think it's tough. I think he thrives kind of in those those short situations because he, he threads the needle on all his throws, right? The, the big question, and I, he's had that question all offseason, all preseason, and last week, can they catch the football, right? Christian Watson had a wide-open would-be touchdown on that first drive that the Packers got the ball after the Vikings scored, and he he made a nice move on Patrick Peterson, um, had him by, by 10 yards, Ball's in his hands for a would-be touchdown. He drops it. So that's what Aaron Rodgers was talking about. So I think he's very frustrated. You saw him on the sideline. Because um, some of those receivers look good at times in the game, but they struggle catching the football. And that's what happens with uh, 
Devontae Adams early on in his career. You know, we had talked about this. His first two years, Aaron Rodgers said, I'm not throwing him the ball because I don't trust him. He can't catch the ball. But obviously, Aaron Rodgers, he's, he's going through it now with his younger receiving core. Um, you know, I know he has Randall Cobb, he has Sammy Watkins, but they don't seem like the same players that they used to be. You know, they're coming towards the tail end of their career. Um, so he, he's going to have to get some of those young guys to step up. But I think the situation this week is, right, if we have, you know, the third and, and longer situations like last week, we had a lot of third and nine plus, and they were able to capitalize the 49ers on those situations. You, you can't win a game against Aaron Rodgers if he's doing that against you, right? We have to get off on those third and eight plus situations. You have to be able to get off the field on fourth. And, 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 and real quick, and real quick, game. Corey, when you're talking third and long, really quick, um, we did not blitz a lot last week. We brought we brought four, we brought five. We didn't bring a ton of pressure. Are, do we pressure Aaron Rodgers, or do we play him straight up? What would you do? You know, what would yeah. you want as a former defensive lineman? You know, so I think you give him a combination, but I think I think the, the most important thing, and I, I've talked about this on, on the pause we did last year, you have to set an edge on, on Aaron Rodgers. On his right side, the defense is left. So the left end this week is going to be crucial. Dominique Robinson, Al-Qadim Muhammad, you know, Travis Gibson. Gibson you have to yeah. set that edge on the left side. And I remember Rod Marinelli had told me when we played them in 2012, he said, if you just set the edge on the left side, because I played that left defensive end, you will have two sacks in the game. And I had two sacks, right? And I could have had more, but I got greedy. In the second half, we were containing Rodgers in the first half. He was really struggling. We were getting after him. We had three or four sacks in, in the first half. And then all of a sudden, I tried to make an inside move. And Aaron Rodgers saw it. He hit that corner. And then they do that scramble drill, kind of like what we saw with um, Dante Pettis and Justin Fields, right, where they run deep. And that's so hard for a defensive back to cover that because, hey, you can't have all day to throw. And he completed a 60-yard bomb to uh, Randall Cobb, and that just was the momentum changer for us in that game. So that's how Aaron Rodgers gets gets started. And that was kind of like Justin Fields in that last game. That's what got him going. So Aaron Rodgers is that same type of way. He loves to get outside. Once he gets outside the pocket, he's actually a better passer on the move than he is in the pocket. He can do both, but he prefers being outside of the pocket. So that left end has to set the edge. You have to work together. You can't allow him to step up. So we need consistent pressure up the middle. And we need, we need the, especially that left defensive end, to set that edge up there. And I'm hoping Robert Quinn, it looks like David Bakhtiar probably will play this week. I know he's been practicing a little bit. Limping, though. He's limping. limping There's videos yeah. of him limping hard, so okay. we'll see. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, the, the Tordal, that, that that shot that they give you before the game, that's a hell of a drug right there. You know, it, it's <laughs> – he'll, he'll probably be hurting afterwards. But I think if, if it's on the verge, um, I, I probably expect him to go because obviously – they're a different team when he's in there, but they got to be smart at the same time because it's a long season. So if Bakhtiari isn't uh, out there, shoot, if, if that left defensive end sets the edge all day, Robert Quinn could have four or five sacks, you know, but you have to keep Rodgers inside the pocket. He wants to get out of there. You see him all the time. He's looking for windows to step up, set the edge on the left side. So when, they, when everyone's watching this, tuning in right now, let's look at that defensive front, right? And how well they keep him in the pocket because if they can keep him in the pocket consistently, get pressure on him, especially up the middle, that left defensive end, Robinson might have another one and a half or two sacks. You know, Robert Quinn will come home as well. So they have to work together, rush and cover. And hey, disguise him at times, bring Roquan on, on a blitz here or there. 
but you know they're going to try to get the ball in the backfield to Dylan and, and uh, Jones, especially in, in the in the passing game. Some of those Texas routes, some of those swing routes. So, hey, you know it's it's going to be a tough matchup. But if we can keep him contained in the pocket, I think you can tr- you can limit him, right? I don't think you yeah. can ever really truly contain Aaron Rodgers. You can limit him. Well, and also this might seem a little obvious, but you know if you go back to performances by a Bears defense against Aaron Rodgers where he's had success. One of those things to keep an eye on, Bears fans, is if Aaron Rodgers is throwing the ball away. He's sitting in the pocket, doesn't see what he likes, and lives to play another down by throwing it away. That's the version of Aaron Rodgers that is probably the most frustrated you will get one of the cooler customers on a football field that you'll ever see. So hopefully we can get him going in that direction a little bit. A couple throwaways here, a couple shaking of the heads as he looks up at the scoreboard walking off the field. Might give ourselves a shot. Uh, we're here on Believe in Bears, breaking down Bears versus Packers. We got offensive keys. We have matchup keys coming up. But, Corey, any other defensive keys, uh, Corey's keys, before uh, we move on to those uh, categories? Turnovers. It comes down to that, right? I, I don't I don't, I don't, don't think we're going to get many interceptions if we do. Um, he just doesn't turn the ball over. That's not Aaron Rodgers' game. He threw, what, four all last year, um, including the playoffs as well, something along those lines. Like, he does not turn the ball over. Um we need some sack fumbles. We need to get the ball out on the receivers. It's kind of like Jalen Johnson punched the ball out. Uh, some of those running backs as well. Slick surface, the rain, that affects how, you know, those ball carriers hold the ball. So punch that ball out, you know, always rally around the football. So if we can win in the turnover battle again, uh, getting the ball out, you know, from the receivers, sack fumbles, um, I, I think we could be have a chance, you know, because like I said, we need – we. We, we need our best performance defensively to have a shot against Aaron Rodgers. I'm really excited to see Jaquan Brisker in that short passing game with Aaron Rodgers. See him flying around the football a little bit. Maybe that's an opportunity where, where that could possibly happen. And, and the one thing that I'm, I'm kind of nervous about is, is how a bunch of them, uh, a bunch of defensive backs, Brisker, um, you know. Gordon, uh, I'm worried Gordon. about Gordon. He, yeah. he got turned around a couple times they, they, week they one. Got, they That's got their eyes in the, the backfield. They got their eyes yeah. in the backfield too many times. That would be touchdown. Uh, Trey Lance to Tyler Croft. Um, hey, that's that's six there all day. Why? Because he had his eyes in the backfield. We know they're going to run the football, right? But the thing is, you have to be disciplined. You have the tight end. You eye him. You don't have your eyes in the backfield. That's football one-on-one. So I think I'm, I'm hoping it was just a first game jitters, you know, all – Everything's flying all at once. You're getting nervous out there. Uh, hopefully that's that's done with because you have to have your eyes on your key. His key was the tight end. The tight end acted like he's going to block out and then go. You can't have your eyes biting in the backfield. So this week, look for that because Aaron Rodgers loves loves a little play action. He loves some boots. Um, you know they they have they have a really good play where they where they run a hard play action. You know to try to try to really test that defense and, and he's been known for that all, all day. Um, you know, especially last week with Christian, Christian, uh, Watt, Watkins. Yeah. Christian Watson, Christian Watson, my, my Ooh, fault. Right, uh, in the, <laughs> right in the bread basket. And as a bears exactly. fan, I laughed, I laughed very hard at that. <laughs> so exactly. I made me laugh super hard. So. so, yeah, I mean, he's, he's an explosive guy. You know, I, I think he's trying to get his confidence as far as catching the ball, but Hey, don't, don't sleep at all because he, he made Patrick, uh, he dusted Patrick Peters. I know he's towards the tail end of his career, but he can still play some football now. So. Yeah, we just, we just have to be alert for that because Aaron Rodgers is really going to test this uh, this this back uh, secondary right there. Well, and as we move over to our offensive keys of the game, I have kind of a general, and Corey, uh, this is almost like an annual tradition at this point because it keeps happening. It's not like every single game, but my general key for this is this goes for Bears fans and those guys in the locker room. It's just don't panic. 
What do we know about Aaron Rodgers when he plays the Bears? On that first drive, he probably is going to rip us up for seven, seven plays, 72 yards, and a touchdown, okay? It probably will happen. They'll probably go up 7 nothing. all right? It's almost like water is wet, Packers versus Bears. So if that does happen, Bears fans, don't freak out. Don't think the game is lost. I know that the guys in the locker room aren't going to think like that, but I know Bears fans at home might start freaking out if they get up to that early 7 lead. Um, so I'm just saying don't panic in that regard. Um, offensive keys of the game. Corey, if you don't mind, I'm going to go first because I'd love to get your take on this because I, I, I'm, I'm calling this one uh, – I'm calling this key prioritize the protection. I know that we want to see Darnell Mooney. I know that we want to see Cole Komet. I know that we want to see Byron Pringle and Dante Pettis, and I know we want to see this air attack. And I'm just saying, Corey, if we can just prioritize protection and give Justin Fields the time and keep him clean – Give the running backs an opportunity. I think the sky's the limit for what we can do. From what I saw from Justin Fields last week, I just believe that if we give him some clean pockets and some opportunities, I think it's going to work out for us pretty well offensively. Um, what say you on that, and what are what are some of your keys offensively too as well? No, no, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, you know, I think that's that's the biggest thing because early on, you look at that 49ers game, they really struggled with protection, and, and hats off to the 49ers. They, they arguably have one of Talented. the best fronts we're going to see all year. Right. Uh, they have a good rotation. Nick Bosa, arguably one of the best defensive ends in the game right now. Um, you know, it, it was tough, but I think protection is a big thing. But how how do you disguise some of these protect, uh, protection issues rather? And it's getting Justin Fields on the move. It's some of those hard play actions it's, uh, at times, keeping maybe two tight ends in there, you know, with the, with the hard play action, taking a shot deep. Uh, things of that nature, you know, getting Justin Fields on the move for some of those zone reads. And then, you know, once they're having trouble and they're tired, you know, that's the biggest difference in the 49ers game. When Justin Fields was on the move and we we uh, had some of those rollouts and boots, you allowed him to, to make plays as an athlete. That's when the 49ers front struggled, right? Because they got tired, they got gassed. Yeah. It's impossible. Like when, when a guy like Justin Fields gets outside the pocket, it changes the way you your mentality as a rusher. You know, you're thinking, okay, I, I almost I almost have to we have to keep him in the pocket. We, we can't rush the same way because then you're worried when you win on a rush move, he's going to hit the corner on you. So that just provided a different element. You know, Nick Bosa wasn't the same in that second half uh, when he was chasing Justin Fields. Like Justin Fields is a nightmare matchup when he's on the move. So utilize that helping the protection as well. And then in certain situations like the third and eight. When Nick yeah. Bosa got the sack, he's one-on-one -on, -one on Braxton Jones, and that shouldn't happen. Everyone said, well, it's football, and you have to do this. you got to realize that you have a young player on an eye right there. And I understand that you can't chip help every time, but you know from the beginning of the formation, he's lined up on there, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm calling I'm, I'm calling the wide receiver, I'm calling a tight end, and I'm sliding him next to him, and then I'm going to chip and make sure that Braxton Jones has some help because you can do that. You can slide the protection from him. You can do different things to help them. And that's the biggest thing this week. You know, obviously the Green Bay Packers aren't the same front as the 49ers, but they're a talented bunch. Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary really had a, had a great year last year at nine and a half sacks. He had a sack uh, last weekend against the Vikings. Um, Kenny Clark is a talented guy uh, in, in the middle as well that, that could hurt you as a pass rusher. So, hey, and, and they run a 3-4 now. So they're going to try to bring a lot of different looks and pressures on third down. It'll be interesting to see how we how we hold up against this because early on the 49ers brought a lot of pressure and we struggled with it.
Yeah, just a quick follow-up question here, Corey. You know, we, we ran a pretty, you know, we talked last week all about penalties. We didn't commit a lot of penalties. Uh, for the most part, we ran a pretty much a clean operation from the huddle to the snap. Would you, and I know we want to control the ball, would you try and push tempo against the Green Bay Packers? Would you play some games with tempo and try and tire them out a little bit? Would you Would you try and do something like that with this young team? I would. Yeah. I, you, you looked at uh, in the 49ers game when we had some, you know, back to the line, hurry up. It's really tough because um, defensive linemen get gas, you know, more so than any other position. And that you can use that to your advantage, you know, and especially if Justin Fields is on the move, it's going to be tough for them to keep up, especially if we're getting first downs, we're moving the ball. Why not get up, you know, after, after a, you know, a nine yard pass, why don't we get up to the ball real quick, you know, second and one, go hurry up to the line, run a running play, you know, then see how they are. Then, okay, we'll do it. Get, catch them off balance a little bit, you know, and it makes them think it gets them tired. Um, it's a different element that you can bring in there. Uh, Corey, toss out an, what's your biggest offensive key? What's a Corey's key to an offensive uh, successful day in uh, week two on Sunday night football? Uh, it's just a night. Get the running game going. You, you look, you yeah. look at how that opened up everything in the second half against the 49ers and Hey, it wasn't David Montgomery, right? He didn't have the best game, not to his fault. Right. But then you, then you look at Khalil Herbert. He came on. He really came in his own in that in that second half. You know, he's able to bust through the holes. He really had that juice in there. So whether it's Montgomery, Herbert, the one-two punch, really have to get that run game going because what it does is it provides Justin Fields with a little bit of confidence, right? Because then you can run the boots and, and sprint outs. That's what that's what was so effective with the 49ers early on. Shanahan, you know. I was, I was getting on his play calling, but early on, he did a great job of, of, of scripting for success for Trey Lance. What did he do? Run the football, run the football. They're running eight to 10 yards a pop, and then all of a sudden, a hard play action, right? Defense's eyes in the backfield. They're not rushing as good. You know, they're beating them deep. So, so that's what we have to do. The run sets up everything else. It makes everything that much easier. So if you can get the run game going, those, those play actions, those nakeds, those boots, they work. You know, yep. and that's what we saw in the second half. Obviously, they weren't running the ball as effectively as the Niners were in the first half. But, you know, when Khalil Herbert was, was averaging almost five yards a pop, that was getting things going. That allowed the boots, the play actions to, to really thrive and allow Justin Fields to provide that di different element of his game when he's on the move. Yeah, I think Dave Montgomery is going to have a nice bounce back game, honestly. And it kind of looked like they were sort of exchanging. Like it was like 67% David Montgomery, 33% Khalil Herbert. So I think he's going to still stay involved. Uh, Corey, I wanted to ask you, you know, I don't know if this is an offensive key or not, but I am really, really curious to watch Luke Getze, who knows a Green Bay defense versus a Matt LaFleur, who kind of knows Luke Getze a little bit. There's a little bit of uh, familiarity going on there. And I think it's a really interesting opportunity for Luke Getze to, uh, you know, I don't know if this is uh, too much of a sports radio take or something, but, you know, to really prove, to really make his paycheck here and find a look, find a moment, find a scheme, find a play, whatever it is, to really kind of gash the Green Bay Packers kind of out of nowhere. You know, do you think that's kind of overplayed a little bit? Is that more in the flow of the game where, like, if the look shows up, then you try and hit it? Or is this an opportunity for Getze to maybe, you know, unlock a couple of secrets or something and, and spring a surprise yeah. on them at the right time. Well, I want to see his, his first scripted plays, right? There's usually, I believe 10 scripted plays somewhere around there, 10 to 15, somewhere in that range. I want, I want his best script, right. To, to set up Justin Fields and set up this offense, right? Because you script it first, then you run off the script based off what the defense is doing, how that's going. So I want to see, I want to, I want to see him as a play caller, right? 
And, you know, this was kind of a gamble for the Bears, right? A, a guy with no real true coordinator experience, right? To, to see he learned under Aaron Rodgers, LaFleur, all these guys. Um, a couple college, but, little college stuff. Exactly, yeah, yeah, but exactly. Let, let, yeah, yeah. Let's, see, let's see when the bright lights are on him against his old team, how he's going to game plan for a guy like Justin Fields, right? And, hey, I, I always said, and, and we, we talked about this, it doesn't have to be 300, 400 yards for Justin Fields. It's not what we want. I think a successful season for him, like I said, is anywhere from that one, 190 to 210, you know, 250 maybe if he's, you know. Not, not, and, eight, com- not eight completions for only no. 120. <laughs> yeah, saying, yeah. So, he, just, he just beat a team that went to the NFC Championship game on eight completions. On a, I, I'm in agreement with you on this. Yeah, Exactly. So I, I, think, I think people think initially he has to light it up like Patrick Mahomes or, or Justin Herbert or some of these guys, Josh Allen. That's not what it is at all because he's still a young guy trying to get things figured out. The biggest thing he could do is make smart decisions, avoid those type of picks like the one he threw, uh, you know, trying to trying to fit it in the window to Mooney because um, Cole Komet was open in that situation, right? He's got to learn from that experience. Um, but to be efficient, right? Take what the defense is giving you. In the second half in, in, in that 49ers game, he took what the defense is giving him. He said, listen, me one-on-one on a defensive end, good luck, Chuck. You ain't catching me, right? And I'm going to be able to get that confidence because once once he completed that that ball to Pettis, man, he had that confidence. You just saw how he was with the progressions, and then having having the great touchdown to St. Brown, that was that was impressive. And then leading the Bears to another drive. So Luke Getzey, let's see your play calling, baby. This is your audition right here. Uh, let's, yeah. let's see it, right? You know, let's let's see what you're made of. Let's see if if, if you're one of one of the great young play callers in the game in the making, right? Let's see yes. it. Let's see it. Sunday night football against the Packers. This is probably the best opportunity that the Bears have had in a couple years to, to beat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, right? He talked all that smack last year. Discount double check. I own you. Let, let, let's see it, right? Because obviously we're going to have to put some points on the board because he Aaron Rodgers is going to put points on the board. So, hey, Luke Getzey, what are you made of in this game? Let's see it, right? Let's see it. Because yeah. last week, what was was a monsoon, right? Some people are taking that with a grain of salt, you know, because of the conditions. Let's see this week when we have more normal weather. It might be rainy. It's not going to be like last week. So let's see what you're made of. Let's see how you can showcase Justin Fields, right? A, 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 rising, a rising guy in this league. Let's see it. Yeah, you said the word, and I keep thinking about it, opportunity. This is a great opportunity for Luke Getzey to – to surprise and to show a little bit of what he's made of and how he has a handle on this offense. Uh, Corey, before we get to final score, uh, any other offensive keys? Is there one matchup or anything like that that you're looking at right now? You've got your magnifying glass and saying, man, this could be an X factor. No one's thinking about. You know, I, I don't, I don't think there's a particular matchup that I'm really eyeing. Um, There's, there's one last key I have, right. And it's the big two offensively. So people that we didn't really hear last week, Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet, right? <laughs> combined one catch each, you know, combined. So I think we, only three targets too. Three targets, right? That's so not so gonna, we, that's we, not going to happen again. Exactly. We need more production from, from them, especially Mooney, right? He, he's a great route runner. He needs to take that next step, right? He had over a thousand last year in offense that struggled, right? He is, he, I think he's, he's, he's one of the more underrated receivers in the game. He's got to prove that, right? Cole Komet, we need to utilize him because with the boots, the play actions, the seam routes, we need to utilize some of those zone beaters, right? That's going to be Justin Fields' best friend. 
So we need more production from those guys, the big two in, in that offense, right? Obviously, Montgomery, Herbert, they're going to be a big part. But catching the football, Mooney and Komet should be the two top targets every game. And then especially in the red zone, Cole Komet's got to come through because Justin Fields needs that security blanket. And, uh, and any great team, they utilize that tight end in the red zone. And we were talking about Luke Getze just a second ago. I, it's going to be fascinating to see, right, because I did notice a little bit Toward, as the game progressed against the 49ers, they kind of kept Komet in the box a little bit to help out with the blocking. And so it's going to be one of those decisions. Can the offensive line hold up enough to let Komet sneak out and get some of those looks? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if we're even at the point where we can just have Komet line up like in a, in a slot position right now. Yeah. We might have to kind of fake it a little bit. And Is he going to chip? Is he going to run a route? Yeah. That kind of thing. So can Getsy find those moments to execute to spring Cole Komet free? Man, that would just be a huge, huge, huge edge. Uh, Darnell Mooney, I'm not too worried about Darnell Mooney, but I'm with you, man. I think it's time, right? Like, let's try and get the ball into his hands at least twice in the first 15, if possible. Yeah, we need some targets. We need some targets. Yeah, That's just, it. Yeah, right? just get a little, if it's there, take a shot going. at it, where only he can get it. You know, I think, yeah. I think, you know, people sometimes don't understand. Like, listen, there's certain situations, right, where, where, where a receiver has an out route on the sideline, right? You put it to where only he can get it. It's not getting picked. It's either out of bounds or he gets it. That's it, right, in situations like that. Sometimes you got to try to thread the needle in certain situations, right? I think that's what makes quarterbacks great. That's what makes the guy we're, we're going against, Aaron Rodgers, great, is the fact that he makes those decisions, but he realizes, listen, it's either him getting it or nobody at all, right? That back shoulder play that they have all the time yeah. on, on the goal line, right? And and he's threading the needle. Those are those are calculated decisions where it, it could be looked at as a risky throw, but you're only putting it to where he is because that, that defender – is looking on playing deep, and all of a sudden turns at the last second, the wide receiver and gets it, you know? So it's either he's catching or nobody at all. So situations like that, that's what we need to get Mooney some some more targets. And let's let's take some shots. Let's test this, this defense, right? They're coming off, obviously, Justin Jefferson's an absolute monster. He's one of the best receivers in the league. But, hey, Darnell Mooney, let's take some shots with him. Let's test this defense, right? Let's, let's see what they're about. Let's Let's see. And JF1, he's got the arm, he's got the accuracy to do it, so it's not just about, like, can we get into a situation where we can do it? I mean, we should really just try and uh, try and test it and see what we can come up with. Uh, you know, I'm thinking about that Byron Pringle throw that was just a little bit too close to the sideline last week. You know, let's keep keep trying to go for those shots. Uh, Corey, it's time, man. It's time for final score prediction. Uh, week two, we are both 1-0 and on the year after picking a Bears victory. Uh, do you want to go first? Should I go first? What do you want to do? I'm going to give you first first dibs here, Woodstradamus. All right. What do you want? All right, I'll go. Um, okay. Yeah. But I got I, it. I, yeah. un- unfortunately, I got this one with the, with the Packers 24, Bears 21. And this is one we talked about. I, I predicted this. I have 24-20. Damn it. Okay. I predicted this as a loss. From the beginning of the season, I thought they'd be one and one at this point. I thought they would beat the 49ers. Just Aaron Rodgers, what he's been able to do as of late. And, and people say, well, he played terrible last week. He did the same thing last year against the Saints and then bounced back with four touchdowns, zero interceptions. They won the game. And in week two, um, so I, I take that first game with a grain of salt when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, his history against the Bears. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of like, show me, right? When it comes to yes. Aaron Rodgers, right? I feel good about the Bears sometimes against the Vikings, how they play them. But against Aaron Rodgers, right? Show me. because it, you know, We haven't beaten them in three years, Corey. Exactly. We haven't beaten them since 2018. Exactly. I think he takes that personally, the fact that like, hey, I own you, Bears. I own you. That, that, he said that. You know, I think he takes that personally. 
Until we put a, we gotta put a, we gotta. You're in real estate. We gotta put a for sale sign in front of the house, so we have to take ownership back of our house somehow. It was foreclosed on. Whatever word you want to say from Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. So yeah, I I had this as a loss from the beginning of the season, which I don't think is a bad thing. I mean, obviously, this will be a true litmus test for the Bears to see where they're at, right? Offensively, defensively, if everything that we we thought was gonna happen. It, it is coming to fruition, right? If we see the offense under Justin Fields, doesn't have to light it up, right? But make really good decisions, be a playmaker at times. And it's not about stats because people talk about stats all day long. It's about wins. It's about being efficient. It's about leading your your your, uh, your players down the field and it's scoring touchdowns, not field goals, right? So I think it's going to be a good test, man. I, I, ho- I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. But I, I just I just have Aaron Rodgers as, as the edge in this one just because of the history, the recent history. A lot of 40 Winers fans tossing a lot of stats out this week. We yeah. know all that's all too well. Look, Corey, yeah, man, you know, we walked into the season. I think we both thought this was going to be a loss. So I'm going to go with my head on this one. And more importantly, I'm going to protect my heart. All right, I'm going to say the Bears are going to lose in week two. And, and I, I had about a 24 to 20 because – Corey, if I sort of see this season the uh, way I feel right now, and I want them to surprise me, but I think we're going to be in a lot of games. We've said that before, a lot of tight games, and then it's just going to come down to some of those moments. And in those moments, I have to side with Dark Lord Aaron Rodgers you know, over a young football team still trying to come together and find its own. The only thing that I will say, Corey, and I want you to weigh on this, is I've been thinking about it a lot this week, and I know that we're talking a lot about the Dante Pettis play and the monsoon and the slide in the end zone. You know, there is a really interesting opportunity, and I want nothing more than the JF1, Justin Fields, to shut my mouth on this one because there's something really galvanizing. I just feel like about just not how he played, dude, but how he carried himself. Like, there was something. I know you've thrown out Cam Newton before, and when I watched Cam Newton, it was just – Cam Newton, it wasn't always pretty or like, I don't know, yeah. but but he was the guy that just said, I'm, I'm putting my team on my back. I'm, we're just scoring here or we're just going to exactly. win here. I don't care what it takes. I'm going to put it out there. And Justin Fields has got a little bit, bit of that inside of him and it's starting to come out a little bit. Yeah. And so I'm kind of thinking back to that Steelers game of last year. He flashed that a little bit. If there is a shot to upset the Packers, it's probably going to come down to the arms and legs and head and heart of Justin Fields. Um, and so I'm hoping that our quarterback proves me wrong, but I am going to go with a loss here in week two against the Packers. And I'm right. I'm, I'm with you, man. We could lose this game and still learn a lot and still build a ton off of this performance, yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing I want to see is is offensively, I want to see how we move the ball, right? Because, yeah, because in, last in week at manner? times it was – Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. Like, are we going to start out with a run? Okay, then another run. And then – Let's run some more, right? I think if you get three to four a pop, hey, let's let's continue running the football, right? Let's let's set the identity of this team. And that's what, how it's been from the beginning. They wanted to be a run first team. Let's set the identity. And then everything else will fall into place when they can get the running game going. So I think a lot of teams sometimes, when it's not working right away, this week I, I want to see a run play on the first play of the game. I don't want to see a pass play. I want to see a running play. Let, let, let's go two tight ends. Let's 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 run the football, right? Let's let's set the tone of this game, and let's let's smash mouth football. You know, it's going to be a little rainy. It's going to be a little wet. Smash mouth football. Let's let's have everything set up off this run game, and then defensively, let's come out start starting hot early. But hey, if if you do contain Aaron Rodgers, if you are stopping him early on, don't don't let that foot off the gas. Let's keep, let's keep this going, 
right? Because the, the biggest way that, that you can get him frustrated is just getting bodies around him and not allowing him to step up or around the pocket. You keep him contained in there. I really feel like the Bears have a shot if they can keep him in that pocket. Because every game, he usually has that one play, just like in Justin Fields with that Dante Pettis pass, that really that really gets him going, right? It gets him going. It gives him that confidence, right? And he's probably one of the most confident quarterbacks in the game. But we we can take we can't let him have that big play like that, right? And we're fine all day. Him taking little chunks here or there, right? But don't allow the big plays. I thought last week in the second half they did a good job of limiting those, uh, you know, big plays. In the first half we, we were getting gas left and right. Corey, that's how your defense is when you were playing for the Chicago Bears. That's how your defense is hung in those games, man. It was a bend, don't break. Yep. You know, he'd kind of, exactly. you know, he'd kind of rip you for a little bit, but you got to around midfield and it would kind of slow down a little bit. Exactly. And then that third Very down, good. come up with that big play, hold him to field Punt. goals or keep, stop him at the 40, 45 yard line. Exactly. You know, the field position wasn't always great on the other side, but that's, that's how you do. That's how you compete against Aaron Rodgers. And Corey, keep in mind too, as well, if it rains on Sunday, the Bears are undefeated in rain games this year. That's wow. a stat for you. Take that stat of the week. If it rains in every game this year, Corey, we might just go 17 and 0. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see, man. But I, I think this will be a good test for the Bears. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, right? Because yeah. you know we're, we're predicting there's a loss. But I mean, if 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 there's any if there's any year that I felt the, the best about this game, it's this year, right? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers without Devontae Adams. Uh, his best receiver right now looks like Sammy Watkins and looks like the tail end of his career. We don't see the same burst. We don't see all that. Randall Cobb has been reliable, but like same thing. No disrespect to him by any means, but he's towards the tail end of his career. Christian Watson, very talented, but he looks like he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers' confidence right now. You know, Robert Tanyan, he's going to be a red zone threat, mostly a blocker, right? So if there's any year where Aaron Rodgers doesn't have all the weapons at receiver, right? He has two talented running backs. That's the strength of those playmakers right now. So I think they're going to try to get them involved. But this is the best year, I think, to be able to contain Aaron Rodgers and have a shot to win this game. Corey, I hear it in your voice, man. I mean, last year, I think it was this Paul of, you know, is Matt Nagy going to continue to coach the Chicago Bears? So it wasn't, you know, it was more of like a they better you know what I mean? Yeah. And this year, I think it's a little bit more of a we'll see. And it's exciting. And I think they might have a great opportunity to compete. Again, it's early on in the year, too, as well. So it's a great time to face teams that are playoff contenders. Always good to see them in September. Then, obviously, in November and December. Corey, we got to get out of here. Today's Believe in Bears was presented by BetOnline.ag. 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code BELIEVE50. B-L-E-A-V-5-0. Thanks so much for checking us out on YouTube. Comment and question below. We're going to answer them if you comment, so you might as well do it. Thank you so much for listening to us on SiriusXM. Tell all your friends. Uh, you can follow me at Joey Sports Guy. You can follow Corey Wooten at Corey Wooten. That's two O's. That's two T's. Corey, my man, um, you're doing great work. Um, I love being on Team Believe, but I also love being on Team Corey, man. So anyone listening to as well, he's going to be breaking down the Chicago Bears after the game. Uh, CHGO, CHGO After Dark, are you doing the pregame? What are you doing? Yeah, so, so I'm going to do a little bit of both. With the, I'm going to be doing the uh, the pregame. I think we're going to do a halftime hit and then after yeah. the game as well. So we'll be breaking down all that. You catch me on uh, Fox 32 as well on, on some Sundays. And when I'm not there, I'm going to be doing the CHGO and, and this show uh, twice a week with Joey. So, yeah, look, looking forward to it, man. This is going to be a great test, like I said, for the Bears. And, and it's going to it's gonna give us an idea. Um, hey, you know, obviously it'd be nice to have a win. But I think what's more important is this game is seeing growth 
on both sides of the football, right? What did we learn from last week? You know, what adjustments are we going to make going into this game so we don't have the same mistakes pop up, you know, being more disciplined in that first half, stopping the run offensively, really sticking to the run early on and just making a concerted effort to get that running game going. Then get Justin Fields on the move, open up that passing package. So this is going to be a great test. Looking forward to it. Sunday night football doesn't get any better. And after after the game on, on Monday, we'll, we'll have another pod breaking down what the Bears did well, what they didn't do well, what they need to improve on, and moving forward in the next game. And Corey, and Corey if they win... I'm going to be beside myself. So that is, that is worth the price of admission, let alone to come in and check out the next Believe in Bears pod, hopefully coming at you yeah, Monday night and obviously early Tuesday morning. My co-host, a man who wears many hats, a man who one day will be opening up his own store in a mini mall coming near to you, Wootsterdamus, psychic greetings, <laughs> coming at you, coming at you. Uh, have disgruntled well- <laughs> 49ers fans, man. <laughs> can, you, can, you tell me, can you tell me what they're going to win this game? <laughs> Uh, you need to take the L. <laughs> you have a talented team. Get over it. We outplayed you. No big deal. Other than that, be well, be safe. Please be good to each other. Thanks for watching Believe in Bears. We're going to be back uh, after the Sunday Night Football game. Uh, bear down. Bears-Packers, you got to bear down. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.